Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. First Psalm is Psalm 67 on page 418. God be merciful unto us and bless us and show us the light of his countenance and be merciful unto us. That thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the peoples praise thee, O God, yea, let all the peoples praise thee. O let the nations rejoice and be glad, for thou shalt judge the folk righteously, and govern the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise thee, O God, yea, let all the peoples praise thee. Then shall the earth bring forth her increase, and God, even our own God, shall give us his blessing. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the world shall fear him. O oh, how amiable are thy dwellings, thou Lord of hosts! My soul hath a desire and longing to enter into the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found her in house, and the swallow a nest. 
where she may lay her young, even thy altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house, they will be always praising thee. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are thy ways. Who going through the veil of misery use it for a well, and the pools are filled with water. They will go from strength to strength, and unto the God of gods appeareth every one of them in Zion. <clears throat> o Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold, O God our defender, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For one day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of ungodliness. For the Lord God is a light and defense, the Lord will give grace and worship, and no good thing shall he withhold from them that live a godly life. O Lord God of hosts, blessed is the man that putteth his trust in thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Here beginneth the thirteenth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. If there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder comes to pass, of which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him, and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death, because he has spoken in order to turn you away from the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of bondage to entice you from the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you shall put away the evil from your midst. If your brother, the son of your mother, your son or your daughter, the wife of your bosom or your friend, who is as your own soul, secretly entices you, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which you have not known, neither you nor your fathers of the gods of the people which are all around you, near to you or far off from you, from one end of the earth to the other end of the earth. You shall not consent to him or listen to him, nor shall your eye pity him, nor shall you spare him or conceal him, but you shall surely kill him. Your hand shall be first against him to put him to death, and afterward the hand of all the people. And you shall stone him with stones until he dies because he sought to entice you away from the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. So all Israel shall hear and fear, and not again do such wickedness as this among you. If you hear someone in one of your cities, which the Lord your God gives you to dwell in, saying, Corrupt men have gone out from among you, and enticed the inhabitants of their city, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which you have not known. Then you shall inquire, search out, and ask diligently. And if it is indeed true and certain that such an abomination was committed among you, 
you shall surely strike the inhabitants of that city with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying it, all that is in it and its livestock, with the edge of the sword. And you shall gather all its plunder into the middle of the street, and completely burn with fire the city and all its plunder for the Lord your God. It shall be a heap forever, it shall not be built again. So none of the accursed things that remain in your hand, that the Lord may turn from the fierceness of his anger and show you mercy, have compassion on you and multiply you, just as he swore to your fathers. Because you have listened to the voice of the Lord your God, to keep all his commandments which I command you today, to do what is right in the eyes of the Lord your God. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 27th verse of the 27th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head, and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him, and took the reed, and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, and put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. Now as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear the cross. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink. But when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they put up over him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God, 
Let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee, absolve thy people from their offenses, that through thy bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So in our first lesson here this evening from Deuteronomy, we see that the or we see these instructions given to Israel regarding this really continual and pervasive theme of the temptation towards false religion. And herein there are three potential sources of temptation here. So the first could be a false prophet, um, and there's a test of loyalty given here. So even if they predict something that comes true, if then they seek to lead you away from God, then they are to be put to death. 
They are to be dealt with very, very severely. The second source, which would be extraordinarily difficult if you stop and think about it, is that it could be any individual in the community. It could be a family member, someone who's close, or a friend. And here we see that there's this tremendous responsibility put on um, those who are close to these people, their family members and friends, to root out this evil. And then finally, we see that whole towns could go in the way of idolatry. Whole towns could start to prop up their own religion and follow after false gods. And here, the punishment that's described here is harem, which is sometimes translated as the ban. It's the same punishment that was, uh, or the same way of treating them, the Canaanite towns when Israel first entered the land in the conquest. I think passages like these reiterate that, or confirm that the issue with the conquest is never about ethnicity. It was always about idolatry. And this is the same when we read instructions in the Old Testament about not marrying amongst those of another people. Again, the issue is not the difference of ethnicity, but rather it's the difference of religion. Nonetheless, I think these passages are very difficult because they speak about capital offense. They speak about you know putting to death then those who are going in the way of a different religion. Um, again, I think these are difficult. I think they need to be um, seen in their context of ancient Israel and the constant threat. Um, and they speak to the seriousness and the need for Israel to remain faithful. And unfortunately, we see throughout the story of Israel, she didn't take heed to this. Um, this continued to be her number one sin, and it would be the sin then for which she was punished by going or by being sent into exile. And then in our second lesson, we read of Matthew's account of the crucifixion. You know, there's a lot of different ways about going about making some comments here. Um, you know, people tend to talk about the atonement in different ways, and there's been a lot of ink spilled with regard to what's known as atonement theory. Um, primarily in the West, uh, especially in Protestant circles, there's this idea of penal substitutionary atonement, um, which is this idea that there's a caricature of penal substitutionary atonement that I think is being rejected by a lot of people, this kind of caricature that God is really, really mad, and so he's he just got to get his violence out on somebody, so he punishes his son, and then he feels better, and then he you know welcomes us. That's certainly a caricature, but unfortunately, sometimes it really seems like that's what's being taught. Um, the problem with it is that oftentimes people go completely the other direction, and they deny any judicial element to the atonement. Um, Paul clearly uses courtroom imagery to describe what's going on. There is a debt, a legal debt, that it needs to be paid, and it only can be paid then through the sacrifice of Jesus on Calvary. So the point with... Um, the point here is to recognize that the uh, the atonement is multifaceted. It's like a diamond, and I don't think we can reduce it to any one facet of the diamond, and we can't exclude um, the other facets that are clearly given as images for it in Scripture. I say all that to say, however, and I find myself not really enjoying participating in those kinds of conversations anymore, um, and I find myself um, thinking about the atonement in different terms, and we see this here, obviously, as we read through it, thinking about it more in terms of Jesus's choice, the choice of our God, 
to enter into the experience of human suffering. I think that's where the meaning of it lies, at least for me in this past season of a few years, um, that our God um, doesn't just know intellectually about suffering from afar, but rather than Jesus enters into the total experience of humanity, he enters into suffering. Makes me think of Hebrews, it refers to Jesus as a sympathetic high priest. Because he has actually done this then, he can actually sympathize then with whatever suffering that we are going through. He's earned the right. He knows what it is to suffer. Um, and I think the, the thing about Christ, though, is that he went beyond whatever our suffering might be. Um, the worst thing that could happen to us, what Jesus did on Calvary's tree, is he went all the way into God-forsakenness, uh, which is the worst of all the worst thing that could ever happen. And Jesus experienced God-forsakenness so that us now, when we suffer, we don't. Um, so even in the midst of our suffering, even when it's really, really hard and we're really, really low, we know that because of what Christ did for us, there is now no place where God is not. Um, and we have that solidarity with him in our suffering. Let's continue on now with our Intercession on page 590, and take a second and call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind that the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of thy Spirit lift us, we pray thee, to thy presence, where we may be still and know that thou art God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Good to pray with you this evening.